Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Hey, Andrew, you you live in a, a place, right? Yeah, I live in a place. Yes, like I live inside in a inside a place. Is that like a me- oh, like my I have a dwelling. Yeah, like, like a I, dwelling. Yes. See, because I, I do too. You know mm-hmm. that. That's where we record our podcast. Yeah. And recently, weird things have been happening to me, and I, I say recently, it's been happening more often. I think I have a stalker. Oh, who's really? Like picked up on on where where I live, and oh, do and you think they're a listener. I I'm, I I have to assume so okay. because they put two okay. and two together, and now they've found me at my as you said dwelling. Yeah, you're dwelling. Every they literally come by my place every single day. Whoa. Yeah. Every day. Every day. And they just leave me like these, like, like just stacks of paper. And it's like, oh, it scare, scares me because of anthrax and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you read these things? Like, or what do you do? I can't imagine them? why I would. I just toss them out. You just toss them I just them to- out. toss them out because it's rude. Every day. Why, why is someone else, A, it's rude enough that they're expecting me to throw out their trash for them. Mm-hmm. B, I'm not going to read their trash before throwing it out. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I Especially guess you're a stalker. Yeah, you don't want to enable it. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, okay. No. So what? What is? What do the people in your, the building that you live in think? Like they keep just telling me that he's he's like they double down on his manhood. They're like he's uh, a uh, what do they call like a man? Okay. Ma- he's a man's man. A man's man. A a female. Um, oh, a man's man. No. It's like he's a man's man. Are you thinking of mailman? That's what they call him. That's what they call you. Is he stalking you too? Uh, no, because that's not a stalker. They're handing you the mail now. Most manly men I know okay. wear big blue shirt, blue right. pants, blue hat, yeah. and carry a satchel. Right. Yeah. You're thinking of the mailman, M-A-I-L. Oh, shit. Yeah. Man, so I got to A, change my wardrobe, and B, take a look at the stack of mail, because I'm sure it's got some listener questions in it, and we're going to get into oh! it this week on the Retrograde Podcast. Man, man. Welcome to the Retrograde Video Game Podcast, where this week we finally check our email address and answer some <laughs> listener questions. <laughs> My name is Andrew Baskin. With me, as always, is the bad boy podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey the Mailman, Marinworth. 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 Manmurth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, we're back. We're so excited to be doing this. Well, well Andrew. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah, you're back. I'm back. I've been here. You've just been sitting right there. I've got a bone to pick with you. Mm. Uh, I've been, speaking of mail, I've been sending you mail. Mm-hmm. I've been sending you messages. Yeah. I haven't left this seat. Right. It's been about three weeks. Yeah, it's been about three weeks. I don't weeks. know where you've been. I've been worried sick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, it's like a Willy Wonka's grandparent situation. It where is very much a Willy yeah, Wonka's grandparent where situation. you, your player one, me, my player one, we all sleep head to toe. Yes, we do. Or I like to say ass Knees to mouth in, in, uh, in a bed together. <laughs> and uh, and you're just kind of like, the arm just goes across like, yeah. no, they didn't come to bed yet. No, no. Um, yes, last three weeks, my player one and I, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, so mm-hmm. I, got, I got married. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Stupid. Thumbs yeah. down. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Ball and chain. <laughs> yeah, Tie down. Sayonara to the rest of your life. And it's been about a month. We're getting divorced. Uh, <laughs> so, no, uh, for the last uh, three weeks, we've been in Japan mm. uh, on our honeymoon. So I, we got back a couple days ago. And, uh, and yeah, that's and so that's what's going on with me. M- may I be so bold as to say, konnichiwa, Andrew? Absolutely. 
Uh, arigato gozaimasu. How uh, much? How much of the language did you? Because you you had mentioned this before you left uh-huh. that you were doing the noble endeavor of trying to learn Japanese before going. Yeah. How did that go? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, good. <laughs> you know, it's so simple when you're on a toilet learning a language and you're like, yeah, I feel like I'm gonna get a handle on this, and then somebody immediately run. The problem is, it gives you that false sense of confidence because you say a couple of words and somebody looks at you and goes, oh, yes, and then rhymes off fifty words so fast that you're like, oh shit. I think I caught two of them. Uh, that, that happened to me in Spain. I remember I would go into a cafe break. or something like, that. yeah, I was in Spain one day. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> I just woke up in Spain. <laughs> just woke up in Spain. Uh, and I would talk, sometimes like someone would come to the table or I would, I would go up to a bar or something like that, a cafe and ask for something. And I would say it in Spanish in the limited Spanish that I knew. And they would like roll their eyes and be like English or Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, Espanol. And then they do that. They rattle it off. I'm like English. English. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you know, and then France is kind of famous for that too, where you're like, you're like, uh, bonjour, comment ça va aujourd'hui? And you, you say whatever you know. And they, sorry, bonjour, comment ça va aujourd'hui? Oh, I thought you said comment ça aujourd'hui. Hey, okay, what are you fucking the police right now? Just relax. I am not fucking the police. They're fucking me and they're yeah. fucking all of yeah, us. Yeah, ACAP, baby. <laughs> um, no, they're famous for like, you say whatever you think you can right off the top and they look at you and go, so what can I get you? Yeah. And they don't even engage with you at all. Like, I know you don't speak French. Don't yes. try it. And you're like, okay. Whereas, uh, you know, Japan, they, they they tried their best. I will say, most countries you go to, uh, we have this wonderful luxury that English is a predominant language yes. for entertainment and things. So most people have, you know, English. can speak English. American? Yeah. Oh, can speak American. Yeah. I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. And, uh, and in Japan, that is not true. Uh, oh, really? Most places they're like, um, and then they look at the, and we both go to translators oh, very wow. fast. Which I thought was actually kind of charming and maybe adds to the appeal of like feeling like you're in a different country instead of uh, a version of your home in another place. Yeah, I, I was talking to someone recently and, and we'll get into our video game conversations oh, yeah, we'll into that. and We're our questions be- a bit because Andrew, you, a lot of what you did centered around visiting some Nintendo themed yeah. areas, doing yeah. some video game related stuff, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I was talking to someone about when I was traveling to Spain and how I wanted to go to Japan. And this was just today before we recorded. Mm. And I said, uh, I do want to learn a little bit of the language before I go because I don't want to feel like so much of a fish out of water when I'm there. And they read that as like me not liking a change in culture. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just that I feel like I'm a burden to every single person I'm trying to communicate with. And I feel like a ding dong. Which you are. I am. Like, it, that's, yeah. there's just no way around it. Like, the plaster number- me next to a doorway and push my face every time you want to come in because I'm a a ding dong. I like the idea that they push your face and then you walk over to the window and they're like, someone's here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, and you just walk right back. And you're like, great good. job. It's like a Flintstones type job where, yeah. you know, something Except is I'm actually not a alive. dinosaur. Right. Yeah. No, I know. Just some of your. Uh, viewpoints um oh rich american uh yeah it was it was great i'll 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 talk about as much as anyone wants to listen but it's uh a really cool country yeah Uh, it's everything you think food's awesome Mm -hmm. uh it's clean as all hell the transit system's incredible yeah Uh, but you're right you are a burden to people like transit system is a perfect example where you have you have your thing on your iphone uh your your card and so you go just tap it tap it on tap it off and anytime that we'd make a mistake, like we've been drinking way too much. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I, we tap off and walk and then you're walking and there's huge stations. So you're just walking forever. Yeah. And then you get to another gate that's you're trying to exit and you're like, the fuck we just did that though. I thought, and so you have to go to the guy and go, I, I, I'm so sorry. I have to tap off. And he looks at you like, he doesn't understand you, yeah. but he's annoyed by you. Yes. I'm like, okay i've seen people like you before so it's it was uh it was an awesome awesome time but yes i did lots of video game things yeah 
What were some of your uh, some of your favorite things there? Um, I oh, I should have worn my Pokemon shirt. Uh, oh. I bought a Pokemon shirt. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, Who's, oh, describe the Pokemon shirt to us. Uh, it's it's a it's a black and white shirt stitched with Pikachu's face on it. Stitch uh, is not a Pokemon. Oh right, okay, Lilo and uh, Pokemon. <laughs> uh, no, you know it's funny how much it, like it's not a stereotype to think that like video game culture is very ingrained yep. to the to the general general personality of the country uh-huh. you you get to the airport and the first thing they're all you nerds see, is what you're saying yeah 100 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, oh so many wedgies on this trip <laughs> uh, millions of them perhaps uh the first thing you see is charizard like on a piece of glass and and pikachu's like welcome to the country oh that's amazing and you're like oh wow this I is like that. not a real thing also pocket monsters i haven't seen that expression in a long time and they so still say that out there oh yeah 100 percent. i gotta tell them what it actually is yeah yeah i'm like oh this is too bad we're <laughs> using their word and they're using ours that's so weird um but yeah it's uh it, you know, Mario, obviously everywhere and all these stores in all these huge, huge malls. Uh, you know, I think the thing that blew my mind the most is that when you are on the surface level and it, especially when you're in Tokyo, 37 million people, it's the, it's the most populous city in the world. It's the densest city in the world. But when you walk the streets, it's like any other city. You're yeah. looking at buildings yep. and you're looking at streets and you're like at boulevards and stuff. And you're like, yeah, okay. It's a city. I get this. The thing that blows your mind about Tokyo and stuff is every building is 13 floors high and everything on the floor is dense with retail shops and, and like everything's a mall. And then it goes three floors deep and 13 floors high. And so even though on the street, it looks like just a normal thing, every floor you get to, you're like, holy shit. There's it's just like so Narnia. much to it's do. Just, yeah. You just can't believe it's every floor and then every building and then, you know, things like that. So like, uh, Mikey, I got you something. Oh, I see. Yeah, I down see over it there. there. I, I'm. I'm uh, if, yes. if you want, if you want to see me open this little uh, uh, souvenir gift over here, you can go check us out on our YouTube. YouTube.com yeah. It says podcast. Nintendo Tokyo on it. Even the bag is just Link on the bag. It's got yeah. Nintendo Tokyo. Now, was this purchased at the Nintendo store? Yes, one of the, one of the many Nintendo stores they have. One of the many Pokemon centers they have. One of the many, Capcom stores. Capcom stores everywhere. Really? Uh, and I'll tell my story about the arcades afterwards because we went to a bunch Ooh. of arcades. How do I open this? I think it's just a piece of tape on it. So you rip through it. Oh, I don't want to. It's a oh. gorgeous bag. That's the thing. Can you hear it? Okay, there we go. There you go. Got Nicely it. done. <gasps> no, Andrew. Yeah. I don't want I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. We got to add to the studio. I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kirby. Mikey's number one enemy. He's not even, I don't even think about him at all. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why your reaction was, oh no. <laughs> well, oh God. He's worming his way back into my life. <laughs> No, that is very sweet. I appreciate that. Now I have a new thing to beat the shit out of <laughs> because my girlfriend and my dog are getting boring. <laughs> I'm joking. Just drop kicking it routinely. Like, you know, it's so funny. It's just Ooh. when you walk through Nintendo, the, every- it Smells like Kirby. Oh, does it? Yeah. Which is awful. Terrible. Uh, uh, defeat. Defeat. <laughs> you, I know that smell well. Every different type of Mario, every different type of suit, every different Yoshi, every different color and stuff like that. And yet I saw- Kirby and I was like, well, we got to get that from Mikey. That's amazing. No, yeah. I do appreciate that. It is adorable. He's Kirby so cute. is adorable. He is. Little feet. Also, the little feet with the little little shoes. Yeah. Uh, this is like the size that I imagine Kirby being. It's about. I think so. I, it's a six. I think Kirby canonically is like 13 inches high. Size of your hand kind of thing. Or yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very um, sweet. But yeah, like Capcom still a huge presence, obviously, because Street Fighter. Yeah. And, and going there right, you know, kind of recently after the new Street Fighter game came out. So there's these arcades. They're kind of everywhere, but they're very different than North American arcades or what I'm used to. And uh, in the way that there's not really stand up stalls to do. Sure. Stuff. There's a lot of seated. <laughs> it's it reminded me more of a casino. Really? Where it's like dark and people are smoking and everyone is very quiet. Wow. And just like sitting there and like very focused and not reacting at all to stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, well, maybe we'll just play a little bit of this. And just getting swamped Shit so kicked. fast. Yeah. And I'm just going like, 
Very interesting. I would be too afraid to play against anyone there. Yeah. Whereas like you see a lot of traditional like retro games or like sitting on driving a car or doing stuff. The only ones that we saw that had peripherals that I thought were fun was there was like a guitar hero style game with a piano. So my player one really loved that. Oh, hell yeah. Piano player. And then the other one had these older traditional Japanese drums that you have to drum in beat with. Cool. And that was a lot of fun, but they're huge. They're like we're talking about. These are six stories. Yeah. uh, And everything is arcade is six stories. And this is a chain of them that I saw them every 10 minutes like a huge popular uh did you did you ever see the game uh and and by the way if you haven't yet uh check out on our patreon we have the uh we 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 selected the best arcade cabinets that we possibly could we teased it on an earlier episode we've got that up on our patreon now that was a very fun episode to do did you see the game that is the peripheral is like a finger that's putting its its hands kind of oh, like no, like a gun. I didn't. I know what you're talking about. No, I didn't. See and it. you're supposed to like poke it in someone's butt at yes, the right time. Yes. Yeah. What a great what game. A great game. I want to play that so bad. Oh, if I had seen that game, I would have played that game. Let's be real. Isn't isn't that kind of like a cultural thing in Japan too, mm. where like you do the butt poke thing? I hear that's like kind of like a tap someone on the shoulder oh. and they look the wrong way. It's like a jokester thing to do. You know, I I don't know because maybe I didn't get close enough to the culture or people <laughs> felt comfortable enough to do that to me, and that was very frustrating. If I find out that later, like, oh, everyone does it, I'm like. <laughs> Oh, that's such a disappointment. <laughs> it left me out I of it. Made feel, feel, people feel very uncomfortable. Oh, you didn't pass by the kiosk at the airport? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just poking butts. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Japan. It is funny that the, the way that, I don't know, sometimes we sensationalize certain parts of different countries in Japan. It's like, like, the number of people are like, oh, do you see all those vending machines? I'm like, well, yeah, there's lots of vending machines. Like, underwear? I'm like, no, didn't see that. Uh, <laughs> like, tentacle porn? Like, well, no, then you were going a... into the right place. Yeah, 100%. I, I think clearly that's... went, I had the worst trip of all time. Yeah, uh, that's all I can say. The vending machines, though, that that thing is cool. That is cool. I love the 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 number of, like, little collectibles. Like, that culture of just, yes. like, little, and some of them being very valuable. You have to get them from those little machines that you, like, put a coin in, which are, everywhere. They're everywhere there. Everywhere. And in North America, it's basically just in, like, grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. a, like, there's still beanie babies in there. Like, there's still, there are whole stores devoted to those. Yes. So it's yeah. just wall to wall, three high of those things which my player wanted was like it, I'd have to like hold her hands back to be like no 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 she's like oh I gotta go in there <laughs> that being said like every store there was this really cool one called uh, Toy Sapiens and oh. Hot Toys they were beside each other and it's like the hot most Hot Toys r- they didn't have the tentacle porn there <laughs> no no it's unfortunately fire like hot that's the uh. logo I, I saw a series of Fortnite toys and I was like oh wow and I, I was brought me back to childhood kind of thing. I was like, oh, I kind of want one of these. Wait, so how does a Fortnite toy work? Because Fortnite can be alien. Fortnite can be Terminator. For sure. But there are bases to certain popular okay, okay, okay. ones like like Peely, the banana. Sure. Or uh, Agent Jones or something like that. And so there was a few of those. You could buy the bus, which is always, oh, cool. you know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Or whatever, like Slurp Juice and stuff like Witch's Shields. And I was like, oh my God. But yeah, like that. And then and then a series of like lifelike realistic dolls that are the size of my thigh that are $10,000. And you're like, and you, but it's also creepy. They look real. The size like of your thigh? Like it's a bust of, oh, of oh, like oh, uh, oh. a bust of a Tom Holland's head, but each hair has been individually placed. And Holy you're like shit. staring at it. And you're like, oh my God, it's kind of weird. Can you imagine having this in your house? How many of those did you get? Uh, five. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I got it for each Spider-Man of all time. Yeah, <laughs> Just Tom Holland. Just Tom, five Tom Hollands. The same ones, but you've kind of added like little like crow's feet as he ages yes, a little yeah. bit. There was, you could, you could also get there and take a picture with uh, other Spider-Man and everyone's pointing at each other and then you'd be the other one. And my player one's like, you want to do that? I'm like, I think... I think we're done. I think we're done with this. <laughs> I think we've done it. I think we've done it, guys. The pointing Spider-Man made. That's amazing. Well, while you've been gone, anything else that you want to add from your from your trip? Any? Oh, uh, I'm sure stuff? lots will come up. I, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be you'll you'll thread these stories in through as I'm just sitting here like, yeah, cool, great. No, you're in Japan. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Over the next few episodes. <laughs> yeah, like the next few episodes, I'll be like, you know, Yoshi's are real there, like or something like that. And you're like, whoa, wait, you whoa, didn't bring this th- up. That yeah. wasn't the number one yeah. thing you brought yeah, up. Yeah, no. You the- brought me home a plush Kirby and you could have brought me home the head of a Yoshi. <laughs> like, why the head? <laughs> yeah, like a Tauntaun. I just <laughs> bat it and live inside of it. Uh <laughs> that is not what happens in the Tauntaun scene. They live inside of them, don't they? Don't they don't behead them. Well, they weren't hungry, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, if they were starving though, that, they, that Tauntaun's head's right eat, off. Eating it from the inside yeah. out. Or that's <laughs> that's how I entered the Tauntaun and people look at me horrified. <laughs> so like, we just cut open his belly. You die, you was like a, you like a water slide. You zipper on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like, taunt, that's what Tauntauns are meant for. Yeah, that's another one with way too much money. Have you seen the Tauntaun sleeping bags? Oh yes, and yeah, you're I like, have. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I would get one of those for yeah. a camping trip yes. and then it would rain and it would be completely ruined. <laughs> yes. It's like, what is, the, be, what is the actual point of this? It would be actually cold and it's yes. like, well, this does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, while you've been gone, okay. I've been uh, I've been gaming. Okay. I've been hey, playing some games. Great. No big deal. Uh, one of the games that I've been itching to talk about, because we, in, in order for you to uh, to take this, this uh, well-deserved time off, we had to get like three weeks ahead on recording, yeah. which you've talked about on the podcast before. I've been itching to talk about a game that I like to call, and I like to call it okay. this because it's what it's called. Oh, okay, good. Dave the Diver. Dave the uh, Diver. Andrew, I know everyone this year is talking about Game of the Year is Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Tears of the Kingdom this. Tears of the Kingdom that. Right. Tears of the, of the okay. Kingdom the other thing. Yeah. Everyone loves Tears of the Kingdom. That's what you've made clear, yes. You know? Yeah. What are you playing? T-O-T-K, and you're playing DTD. I'm playing DTD, Dan, Dave the Diver. <laughs> Dave the Diver, right? Dave the Diver. Like you just said. Yes. Yeah. No, you're correct. Yeah. Dave the Diver. Okay. Um, what a what a delicious treat this is, Andrew. Oh, yeah? Uh, speaking of you being in Japan, uh-huh. which we were just doing. Um, Are you uh, having a stroke? What is happening <laughs> right no, now? No, I'm getting somewhere. I'm okay. getting somewhere. Uh, uh, the game consists of you diving okay. as the titular Dave yeah. the Diver, mm-hmm. collecting fish, and then coming up and serving it to people as sushi oh, in a really? restaurant. Oh, that's So there's a real kind of moonlighter. Uh, I'll give credit to uh, to Ken from the Pixelated Thoughts podcast nice. for this one, for for, for uh, uh, mentioning Moonlighter as the reference point. I would use, uh, I used a couple different games to kind of give some direction as to what, what I would compare this game to. But essentially, there's some resource management. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's resource collection and then almost like a base building. It's kind of cult of the lamish where you kind of go off on these these uh, ventures into the ocean. Each dive is is kind of like a perpetually generated dive where you're trying to survive as long as you can. There's an air supply okay. limit to how much you can carry. You you catch fish and then you bring it up and you bring it to the restaurant. And there's actually a mini game where you serve the sushi to people and make money so that you can buy new upgrades and dive down deeper and stay down longer and see new fish. Oh, wow. and there's also a really intricate story that's thread throughout the, the the game, which I didn't expect. Bottom line is, the more shit like this happens, where there's a major release like a Tears of the Kingdom or a God of War or an Elden Ring, and I keep finding myself playing these cute little indie titles, yeah. I think that's just the type of gamer I am now. And I have nothing but great things to say about Dave the Diver. Similar to last year, how I gave uh, Case of the Golden Idol my game of the year in yeah. a year with a ton of great releases. Yeah. Yeah. Dave the Diver is up there for me as like really? a potential game of the year. I don't know that it'll quite get it, but I'm, I, I think that there's something to be said about something that knows what it is and stays in its lane and sticks to it mm-hmm. as much as as Dave the Diver does. Uh, and, and that kind of makes it up. We talk all the time about what the game's intention was as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, yeah. um, what it could have been. And its intention was to be exactly what it is and it fucking nails it. 
It's only out on on uh, Steam right now or okay. on PC. I think they said it might be coming to Nintendo Switch, and if it is, Andrew, I gotta I gotta force you to get that game. I oh. might buy it for you like you bought me this Kirby plushie. Oh, yeah, I would love to play Dave the Diver. That sounds fun. I like the restaurant element. I like I, I don't know. I like being on the water. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. So you know, uh, speaking of Japan, there was a oh, there's a there's a restaurant in which you fish. Uh, and then you get the fish and then you hand it off to no the kitchen. No way. And I was like, this seems too barbaric. <laughs> like, you, no. I was like, then I get friends with all these fish. And then I'm like, you know, we're good friends. Just because you catch it means you're its friend. That's a good point. That feels problematic in a way. Yeah, There's a power dynamic there that I don't really yeah. like. Power imbalance. That's really cool though. Now, yeah. when, when you say you fish for these fish, um, by the way, why isn't hunting moosing or deering or bearing? Mm. Mm-hmm. fishing is fishing yeah that's a good fish point fish not animaling or animaling something. Yeah, yeah yeah mammaling mammaling <laughs> mammaling yeah nice yeah i could pretty I could cool imagine a couple yeah of that's that pretty be. awesome um uh no so is it like a tiny little pond that's like i'm picturing you know that little game you had where there's like a little uh uh, uh fishing line with a magnet on yes. it you just put it you're down not very far fish. Off. yeah it's you're more it's more off. like that yeah you're like on a little platform and then around you is like a moat full of fish yeah that doesn't interest me as much no if you're making like... me do more work than i'm comfortable with. yeah like give the fish <laughs> a knife or something like that you know like something where it makes it feel more like sport also it's like it's like when you go to a red lobster or something like that which is in terms of classiness, probably comparable to the place that you're talking to. Honestly, yes. Honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you go and they're like, which lobster do you want? Out of and the I'm tank. Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Honestly, you okay. pick for me. This is a very local thing. I don't care. But there's a, but it's kind of a famous restaurant. It's called uh, Lobster Fisherman Clubhouse. And it's- you, a thousand percent just made that up. I, it actually might be in reverse or it, whatever the title is. It doesn't make any sense. It might be Fisherman Clubster, lo, Club Lobster. It Are you having sense. a stroke now? I honestly kind of feel like yeah. I am, but uh, they bring out the lobster before to show you. They're like, look at this lobster. You're going to eat it. And every time I've been there, which is great because it's a wonderful restaurant, you're like, oh, I believe you. I believe it's a lobster. And they're like, you look at this prehistoric creature that yeah. like is like, like, like holding on for dear life. That's like 40 pounds. You're like, oh, no, no, it's good. Just cook that, it. That part I didn't find because I, I actually have eaten there. It's, lo- it's fuck now. I can't remember. Lobster fisherman. Isn't that what I just said? Clubhouse. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. It yeah. is. I have eaten there. And that part didn't weird me out because I'm used to that from Red Lobster. Sure. The weirdest was when I was eating it and they brought out its family. <laughs> yeah. They said, this one is kid and this is its wife. And they were crying. <laughs> they had like little teardrop stickers on the lobsters. Yeah. I thought that was very odd. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, the, yeah, they're reading its last will and testament. Yes. You know, it's obituary in the lobster times. Yes. You know, which I and thought was very cruel. They, they cracked the, the, the mother's neck in front of the child and they weren't even cooking the mother. No, yeah. And they're introducing the kid to its new foster parents. And you're like, oh boy. And then you're kind of more hungry. So maybe you're gonna need the foster parents too. Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Uh, uh, that that sounds like a great restaurant, Andrew. Dave I'd the Diver. It. He Dave, probably runs that restaurant. Dave the Diver probably does. No, a fantastic game legitimately. Cool. Uh, I'm just, man, more and more, I'm, I'm finding that I'm gaming almost exclusively on my Steam Deck. I got Diablo. Diablo 4 installed on my Steam Deck as well. Oh. I played just a little bit of that. Okay. I'll talk about that later because I don't think I've played enough with it to justify getting it, getting deep you know, into it yet. But I'm glad you're bringing it up because it, the number of people in my life, it feels like there's such a divide because Diablo's a huge game. It's yes. out, whatever. Tears of the Kingdom, huge game out. Uh, lesser so, David. Everyone's Rabbit. talking about <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, everyone's talking about Tears of the Kingdom. It's Tears of the Kingdom this, they say. Yeah, or Tears of the Kingdom that. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've heard it too. It's I have. Not just me. I have. It's the buzz. It's the word it's on the street. It's the buzz all over the place. 
and I have two separate friends in my life. And it feels like there's <laughs> that's, two. That's not me. I, I have two. Yeah, two people. I really hope they don't leave. It's really important <laughs> that they're good. Um, there's two like groups in my life and neither of those people talk about either game. It's mm. either they come to me and go, are you playing Diablo? And you're like, and I've never heard them talk about uh, Zelda at all. Yes. Or they go like, how's Zelda going? Yeah. And then I'm like, have you played Diablo? And they're like, what? So yeah. it, there's nothing, there's like a line of demarcation and no one's crossing. I it. think it makes a lot of sense because I think a ton of people grew up playing Diablo 2 specifically of yes. our generation, our era, our age group. And I think that there, I think it was such a life-changing experience for a lot of people that they see that as maybe their only through line to gaming. Mm -hmm. There's like another Diablo game. I will get back into gaming for this. Right. And that section of people probably wouldn't know anything about any other games like a Zelda or something like mm -hmm. that. So it kind of makes sense. There are people at my gym who make fun of me because I play video games and uh, and every so often well, you shouldn't like, play video games at the gym. Well, listen, it's boring lifting weights. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Between sets, you're like, got a Diablo. <laughs> I'm sitting down there. They're yeah, like, yeah. are you still using this machine? And I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> and I really mind if you piss off. Thanks. <laughs> You know, then again, you see, you meet those people that are like setting up ring lights and stuff like that. And you're like, okay. Yeah, that's true too. That's cool. true too. No, but they, uh, sometimes they'll humor me and be like, what are you up to this weekend? And they're like, you're going to play some games. I'm like, yeah. They're like, what are you playing these days? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm into Diablo four now. And, and, and this time a couple of them were like, oh, I'm actually playing that. And oh. People who have never related to me on the video game front before. So you uh, know. there you go. See, yeah. yeah, it's getting people back into video games. But yeah. I'm excited to hear your thoughts when you when you get to end up playing a little bit. Of it. I will. I will give some thoughts and, and I'm excited to talk more about that. I'm excited to talk more about some of the other games I've been playing. But sure. I think it's a, it's about time, Andrew, that we kind of dig into the mailbag because it's been a long time coming. Yes. We've got we've got a lot of listener responses to some of our past episodes. We've got a lot of questions that have piled up. Uh, if If you hear your name here, congratulations. Uh, if you don't, you're famous. We still have a stockpile of questions to answer. Uh, but if you want to get your name in the bag, I think we'll have some fun with this. So we'll probably do it again. You can send us an email, the retrograde podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our socials to, to send a question uh, of your Please, own. That'd be good. Yes. And save for the mailbag. Save for the mailbag. So bag. we know to put it in the bag. Spelt M-A-L-E. We should print these out. It'd be fun to read them off. Like, oh, and then we can throw the cards. Yeah, throw the cards like David Letterman. That'd be yeah, nice. Very cool. So before I get into questions, Andrew, mm. I want to get into a couple responses to some of the past episodes that we've done. We've done a lot of lists and we've had a lot of responses and yeah. some of them have stood out. Uh, uh, this one, uh, we're going to, we did the top 10 levels, our top 10 levels yes. recently. Uh, uh, Tor McDole at T-O-A McDole, M-C-D-O-H-L on mm. Twitter, uh, gave their 10 episodes. Okay. Uh, uh, in no particular order, I don't think, but one-to-one -one from Mario Bros. 3, which is great. Right. The Garden from Mario 64, which oh, which we had on fantastic. there. Uh, Midgar from Final Fantasy 7 and mm -hmm. Balam Garden from Final Fantasy 8. Balam Garden, I, I know you're not a big Final Fantasy fan. No. But this that that was huge for me. I love that place. Can we talk about how Final Fantasy and they're on number eight? What the hell is that all about? Final? Final? Nothing final. When is about the it. final gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's feel like they it's need false to tell us when the final's gonna be. Yeah. Should be next fantasy. Next fantasy. The the uh penultimate fa fantasy. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> penultimate fantasy. <laughs> question mark. Yeah. Oh, oh, the question mark. Yeah. No, no, this time it's Final Fantasy, comma, maybe question mark. <laughs> Granted, you then also have like all of the Halloween movies. And each each of the subtitles are are getting more and more <laughs> definitive. Like yeah. no, for real this time. Well, they, they did end the trilogy with a real dog shit movie, and it's Halloween ends. And you're like, okay, well <laughs> wait, that wasn't a trilogy. There was way more than well, this series. Oh, okay, this okay, okay. Blumhouse, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, the, the re okay, okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh -huh. In 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 her in her world. Yes. 
at some point, yeah. they got to believe her when she says he's back. <laughs> okay, that's the other thing too, is that she's a real dum-dum. Like, at least <laughs> in these last movies, she's like, I'm prepared, he's coming back, he's yeah. gonna try and kill me. Like, she seems ready and she's trained, yes. like, you know, her whole life for this. And then, uh, it, but in the end of the second movie, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, she like kills him. And then she's like, we did it. And yes. walks off. Yeah, and yeah, 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 I yeah, would yeah. be sitting next to the body the whole time, like staring <laughs> at it for weeks, weeks. I'd be holding a gun to its head. I would cut off its head and keep the head with me always. Yes, 100%. Just so I know it's still here. I would quarter it like William Wallace yes. and put it in the four different parts of the country <laughs> and see if it comes back together like Terminator 2 or something. It'd be almost like it follows. That would be a good version of, of Halloween. Like every time that the, the protagonist kills Michael Myers, yeah. eventually he's coming back. Yeah. You, you're like in a forest or yes. something like that. And you're like, ah, it's leg. <laughs> but it's standing upright. Like it's gotta be like, you know, ah, it's his hand. No, that's just thing from, uh, yeah. from Adam's family. Yeah. It's hopping. Get it. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry, Garden, yes. uh, facility from golden eye, oh, which is a good absolutely. one. Uh, uh, I'm going to save my favorite one for last okay. metal, metal man stage from Mega Man Two, tanker from metal gear solid two, which I agree. That's the one that the demo was based on the mansion from resident evil two mm. HQ from Suikoden in two and O. Uh, oh, and Dojo, uh, uh, the the Dojo story from Parappa the Rapper. Oh, okay. Another oh, good one. Yeah. But my favorite pick that I don't know how it escaped us, I guess because this is too clever for either of us, of us to think of, the ring from WCW versus NWO Revenge. <sighs> That's a great That's one. fantastic, oh, isn't it? Oh, that is so good. Yeah. I love that. I love that one. Oh, I love it because I hate, because I'm mad. Yeah. That's a really good answer. It's, it's a really good answer. Yeah, uh, good job. Uh, another response that I did find uh, uh, on uh, uh, our Hardest Levels episode okay, over on YouTube. Hardest Levels. Uh, we have uh, Smazoma on, on YouTube. And I, I bring this one up for a, for a reason because I want to I wanna say a little bit more about them. Okay. Uh, said Iragian Knights from the uh, from from Aladdin, which obviously yeah. Arabian Knights. Uh, but Smazoma reached out to me as a... A, an advocate of NHL 94, a huge, a huge oh, fan of, of the great. franchise and someone who actually helps put on an annual tournament for Whoa, NHL 94. That's cool. Uh, and it's happening this year, uh, this September in Toronto at free play, which mm -hmm. is a, a bar, a barcade uh, in the area. It's called King of 94, King of 94.ca is where you can get your tickets. Cool. It's a, it's a large tournament. They've got a, an SNES version and a Genesis version, uh, but it's been great communicating with him back and forth. His name's Michael, which makes him a better person yeah, than most people. So, yeah. uh, uh, just talking about uh, NHL 94 and our histories with it and, uh, and, and what we love about it. That's been, that's been a ton of fun. So if you're interested in that at all, or you just want to learn about NHL 94, there's also a great documentary that you can find uh, uh, linked to from kingdom94.ca as well. So I wanted to give give him a little bit of a shout out because he commented on the video and then we also got talking about NHL 94. Oh, which that is, sounds uh, like a really cool uh, thing. In my, in my opinion, greatest video, greatest sports video game of all time. Right, absolutely. It's such a good game. Uh, um, okay, so let's get into some questions, Andrew. Okay, let's get into some questions. So this one, uh, uh, I'm going to read them off as we go and then we can just kind of get into it. Some of them are a little bit longer than others because as it turns out, Podcast listeners like to wax poetic in their in their in their questions. <laughs> you that they talk ask. a lot. Now you're going to hear what I yes. have to say. It's yeah. funny because every time you listen to a podcast where they're asking for questions, they're like short and to the point. Submit <laughs> short and to the point. But uh, in a lot of these cases, I've gotten to know some of these people because I do like communicating back and forth uh, uh, over over email with them. So uh, uh, Chris S from Vancouver okay. says uh, this was through our our email as well, the retrograde podcast gmail dot com. I'm old like you, dweebs. First of all, okay, wow. Don't, Chris, don't, coming don't in hot that. there. Don't. A lot of podcast listeners love to insult you right off the bat. <laughs> Just show that they're that they're cool. Uh, 
Assert their dominance. Assert their dominance. I'm old like you, dweebs. Uh, uh, I remember playing some styles of games for the first time and thinking it was going to change the way I'd play games forever. Like I'd found a new favorite mechanic or genre, but for whatever reason, some of those have aged poorly, if not aged out of my life completely. What are some gaming mechanics or genres which you originally liked, but feel haven't aged well, either personally or in general? Yeah. You know, it's so funny that I I think I keep doing this and I'll do this till the day I die uh, in a scant five years probably is is that oh. I I keep watching. No, sooner. Yes, oh, uh, okay, cool. Didn't I predict your death? Yeah, you, did, you did predict my death. It was like, you have a date in mind. I'm really glad I don't remember. So I'm not <laughs> counting down the days. I think it was two years ago and I said two years. So fingers crossed for me because that would be a big I've got money now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, you have a solo show. That's pretty good. Ooh. Uh, you know, or I, Chris S can join me. Yeah, that old dweeb. Uh, <laughs> is uh, you can, I, I until the day I die, I will watch new video games, especially with new systems, and go, wow, yeah, can't look better than this. Yes. How many fucking times have I said that in my life? Yeah. If every console comes out and I go, how does it get better than this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and so that's like definitely something that will age. But I think the genre in my mind is the fighting is is fighting games oh, okay we when oh you, i see yeah yeah, yeah. when you yeah. and i were growing up it was just you side scrolling two two sides yep. you jump on you know a fixed uh a fixed frame of a of a screen and then you're like hey let's make this 3d yeah and we're like awesome that's totally cool yep. and then we quickly realized that's not awesome yeah and now games have completely gone back to a flat screen again that's a great point yeah yeah it seems like 2d is just the 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 method of choice for mm -hmm. for for fighting games uh in terms of like specific like never mind genres for me for now because i'll touch on that a little bit later but sure. In terms of a specific mechanic that mm. I fucking loved when I first saw it, and now I think it's a little bit obnoxious, especially in shooting games, when you shoot at an enemy and a number comes off to show the amount oh. of damage, I'm just so much more aware of the addictive mechanics of some games Interesting. that I'm like, I know this is just meant to be a dopamine release for me, yeah. and I, I'm not I'm not okay with that anymore. I'm right. like, the gameplay should be enough to hold it on. I don't want to feel compelled to see a number go up and have that be the reason why I'm enjoying this encounter. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Even though I think when done right, that's still I, fun. I don't know. It can be. No, it's like an old school thing. Yes. Now, now, yes, yeah. now, now it is. I, you know, I think I think one of the ones that really got me was like uh, uh, Borderlands does mm, that. Yeah, and that's that's a real. You know, you start off seeing like two, five, twenty, ooh, fifty, and then yeah. it's like four hundred. And you're like, yeah, holy yeah. shit! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's always been one that that I, I I think I have had fun with. I think I'm I'm a little bit less into it now. It's not that I'm. It's not that I don't like it, but I think I I can I can definitely do without it in a way where I would actively seek it out. I remember there was one game I was watching. Maybe it was, I don't think it was Battlefield 2, but there was one game I saw a trailer for and it had the numbers coming off and that's the reason I bought the game. Wow. And I think I ended up enjoying the game regardless, but it was just a weird thing for that to be it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Another one, uh, I was thinking about uh, games like Assassin's Creed. Uh -huh. uh, Assassin's Creed has a lot of mechanics, I think, started off really good and then yeah. kind of aged poorly. Like, for example, the idea of scaling walls. Yeah. Uh, remember when the original Assassin's Creed came out? It's like, you can climb anything. And there's like little handholds. You yeah. climb this. Uh, uh, jumping into hay is another one from like a very, a very tall place. And it like felt really cool at first. Uh, one button assassinations. Mm -hmm. And then it got me thinking like, what is it about these things that I find have aged poorly? And it's things that look cool, but aren't mechanically fun. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like climbing up a a, a, hit, a a wall in an Assassin's Creed game is is pressing a button. Yeah. And then just walking towards it and you're and you're climbing up it. Yeah. I've also found that like when you run along the rooftops and stuff, or you're hopping between beams or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It's so um, seamless that when it doesn't work, you're like fucking game. Yeah. Like you're you're having to do so little already. You yes. have to just assume that the game fucked up. It's just going to you know work I mean? for you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I find funny? You say that just because I wonder. If that Batman, Arkham Asylum, Spider-Man uh, type fighting style will age poorly because you just eventually are like, button, button Interesting. Button. So I actually had that written down as a mechanic that hasn't aged poorly oh. and I think actually works really well. Okay. Uh, it, it, this wasn't something Chris asked, uh, but but I, I wanted to add it as like, you know, some things have stood the test of time because they're just good, yeah. good game mechanics. I called it the superhero fighting style. Yes. And for some yes. reason, it's just always worked for me. Mm -hmm. Now- have I played enough games that it won't get stale? I don't know, but we've had so many. And of That's all true. the games like Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Spider-Man, uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima to a large yeah. degree, all these kind of open world games that incorporate this type of fighting style, you would think like quick time events, how those have aged out. Speaking of another mechanic oh, that's, that's gone, go. gone by the yeah. wayside, uh, that that they would have changed it up by now. Sure. And I, I, the fact that they haven't made me think like maybe maybe that is worth keeping. Maybe it is a, a satisfying uh, uh, gameplay style because it's rhythmic. It requires skill. It gets increasingly complicated as the game goes on, which means you're always getting better and better. Like in Batman, you get a different button press modifier to do a new gadget or something like, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Spider-Man, all that. So it feels like it's 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 all of that, and it also looks great because they can yeah. animate it properly, and the parry me parry mechanic usually fits with it. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. The the last thing I would say of something that that is aged poorly, and it's kind of encompassing all that stuff, is what I want to call um, um, cinematic exploration. Hmm. So like a an Uncharted game, you know, okay. not not to ha not to harp too much on like Assassin's Creed, but in in Uncharted, remember the first time you like climbed up a mountain face. Yeah. And, and you're like jumping from place to place. And then you really start to see the matrix in it and realize you're basically just jumping from like different. There's no risk to it. It's just it, it may as well be a quick time event. Right. Because you right. just where's the next handhold? I'm jumping there. There's no way this can go wrong. Totally. It's just. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're meaning. And actually, when you're talking about Assassin's Creed, it, my mind went to Uncharted where I yeah. was like, you know, like in this beautiful mountainscape, especially in the last couple of games where the, like the graphics look really good. Yeah. You could tell where you're supposed to be jumping because it That's looks it. so standing out and you're like, okay. Well, in the in the first one, and I, again, I'm not a game developer, a designer. I don't know how to fix this, but I remember in the first one, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like glimmering edges and that's how you knew where you can go. Uh, Stray did a good job of, even though it doesn't really make sense in the world. Remember Stray, the, mm -hmm. the, the cat? Yeah, the cat. Anywhere you can go was kind of orange. It yes. had like an orange yes. color to it. And while it doesn't make sense narratively, no. it looked better than a glimmering, shiny thing. Totally. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, like it's a little more flat and a little more organic, even though you're right. It doesn't make much mm -hmm. sense, but it doesn't stand out that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any any other mechanics or genres? Yeah, or anything I, I like can't that? really think of anything, but I think you you named some really good ones there. The quick time event thing too. Yeah, man, that was such like a huge predominant thing. And then now, if it comes up, you're like, oh my god, hundred percent. You know, I can't seriously. There's nothing we can do about this. Yeah. You know, and thankfully it doesn't like like Resident Evil Four remake not having quick time events yeah. when the original had a ton of them was a great nod to the fact that it's like it served its purpose back then. We don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and that. As as a as kind of like a a side mechanic, I've mentioned this before. Mashing buttons, mm -hmm. fucking, I hate doing that I in know. games, and that's my biggest uh, negative thing to say about Dave the Diver. Is there's yeah. a lot of that oh. when you're like if you're if you've harpoon gun harpoon gunned a a fish. Mm. 
and there's like different ways you have to reel them in and one of them is like mashing a button yeah. or like wiggling your joystick or something and i'm like this sucks it, it's it's obnoxious to the people around you i don't like doing it it's yeah. just no one i i'm assuming likes that whole like that like yeah. neurotic kind of it yeah. feels like a natural thing where you have a button so you're like well, let's see how many times you can yeah. press it um when i was in uh japan uh <laughs> i was we went to disney sea uh and uh and there's a ride there called Toy Story Mania. Oh. Which you are shooting a gun kind of thing or a mechanic, a light gun at a screen. And so they're, it's it's all kind of like based on carnival games. So like ducks are going by. Sure. You got to like sure. you know, shoot things. But it's a rope pull mechanic. So you pull a rope and you let it go and it kind of shoots out like. A, oh, cool. Like what? Like an air gun but would it's, look but like. But it's a light gun. But it's a light gun, okay, right? Yeah. So there's nothing come out. But you have to pull a rope and do things. And my player one was killing me. Like getting through the game because the little screen's on there. And I'm like. Oh my God, you're killing me. And then at the end, it was like an unlimited time thing where, or excuse me, limited time, but like you just, it was all rapid fire. Sure, sure. And I am just cranking yeah, on this yeah, rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of preparation <laughs> oh, for that one. I'd been practicing for a long time. in front of all those children too. Well, no, there's no children. It's pretty oh, bad. Okay. Uh, and I caught up in beater. And uh, and at the end, I'm like, it's not fair. My whole life has been preparing me for this <laughs> between video games and other stuff. I uh, I was kind of like that. That it just reminded me of the tapping button motion of just like okay, like, like almost there, you know, kind of thing. I like so, that. I like yeah, that. It was good. Um, Andrew, before we get to our next question, yes, I have a I have an announcement to make. Oh, and it's for you. And it's been something that I've been meaning to bring up so many times on this podcast, at least for the last like six or seven weeks. When we back when we watched the trailer for Top Gun Maverick years yeah. ago, yeah. we came up with call signs for one another yes, on yes, this podcast. Yes. You came up with Late Night yeah. for me. This is like now urban legend almost on mm -hmm. the podcast. We mm -hmm. talk about it all the time. A lot of people still bring up Late Night, and your name is Jin, yeah, Jin. which is great. And okay. I'm not admitting that it's not okay, but I've figured out a better one. I figured out another one, okay, <laughs> which isn't better. But is another option for you. I am really excited to hear what this is. Andrew, this one, this one may be better than Late Night. Whoa, it's just saying something. Because Late Night is great. Late Night's a good one. I propose to the jury. Mm -hmm. They all decline my proposal. I say, shit, I'm going to be single forever. Because I proposed marriage. Yeah. So I'll propose this to you. Yeah. Parlay. Parlay. Now, oh. it works because you talk. Mm -hmm. It works because you love gambling. I do. I love gambling. And it works because you like to connect things. And a parlay is like a fight, isn't it? Like you parlay. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Oh, like, Which like, you're, if yeah. you're a fighter pilot, that would work. Parlay is great. I love there parlay. Okay, so we'll stick with gin, but you can yeah, have parlay. Sure. If <laughs> I already <laughs> paid for the, the one you don't like. But. I already paid for the helmet, Andrew. <laughs> so Andrew is now parlay. Let it be christened. Uh, um, okay, we've got another question coming in here. This is from Wallace M. Uh, from Jolly Old England. Wallace! A, a skipping a jump across the pond, Andrew. Do, does, he have a, does he have a dog? Does the dog named Gromit? Oh, Wallace and Gromit. Is, is he wearing the wrong trousers? Are we... <laughs> Are we talking to the Wallace? The Wallace? The clay guy? I think Cromit's dead, though, by the way. Oh, what? Why? Well, it's, that, that movie came out years ago. That's true. 1920. Yeah, that 25 dog would be years 35 years old, maybe. <laughs> that dog's older than us. Wow, that dog is not looking not good. aging well. No. It looks like literal clay. It, it is? It oh, is? It is? Jesus. Now, next thing you're going to tell me how those chickens are dead. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. No, they're The so wrong good. coop. Or flew the coop. What was that one? Chicken yeah. run? Yeah. Chicken run. Yeah. Yes. Chicken yes. run? Okay. Uh, Wallace M from Jolly Old England says, uh, hey, D-Pads, love the podcast and I've been listening. See, okay, first of all, Chris, that's how you start a question. Yeah, way to go, Chris. We need a little uh, English, you know, uh, politeness there. Uh, hey, D-Pads, love the podcast and I've been listening 
since pretty much the very beginning. Oh, I've you. always related to your conversations because I'm more of a casual gamer. I'm not. I'm, I'm a hardcore gamer. That's me, Mikey, uh, who likes to talk about video games in the same breath I use to talk about movies, TV shows, and other forms of pop culture. That said, I want you to use one breath to talk about multiple mediums. If you could choose one video game developer to oh. direct an existing movie franchise and one director to oversee the development of an existing video game franchise. Oh, wow. Uh, what would it be? Bonus points if you say it in one breath. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I immediately would want to do, you know, because I think this probably may be inspired by The Last of Us. And, yeah, I, I would know, assume so. And yeah, having yeah. the creators of the, show, of the game work on the, on the show, which I think... I think, you know, I think that's a double-edged sword, by the way. Yeah. I don't always think that's, like, always a great idea. No, neither do I. I think I, they're two different mediums for a reason. Absolutely. I think, I think the fact that Neil Druckmann did such a good job with The Last of Us yeah. is a an exception, not the rule, potentially. I yeah. would agree with you. And the same, I would do the same thing, too. But, like, it's when the game naturally gets transitioned into another media, they might be like, well, we want to change some stuff. And you're like, no. Yeah. You're like, well, <laughs> you know, whatever. I think immediately my mind jumps to Ken Levine. And, oh. and just thinking about, you know, Bioshock and, yep. you know, the that's way, a great, that's a great one. The way that they created the game so cinematically in a time where much like Neil Druckmann wasn't really, that wasn't the, the emphasis makes me think that he would have a good eye for design, which is really so essential yeah. in TV or movies, whatever they would want to do. Hopefully a movie. Yeah. Um, that's my initial one. What are you thinking? I, well, do you have a movie franchise yeah. that you're thinking of for, for them? Cause, cause the, the question was original, which might be tough to, since we're put on the spot a little bit, but, uh, do you have a, a franchise that, that Ken Levine might be able to direct? So like, franchise like assign him to? IP that's already out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I would want to see him do. Yeah. You know what? I would want to see him do Terminator. I think that's I think, so I was going to say Terminator. No way, really? I, I don't know why, but I was. I just yeah. think Terminator, the Terminator franchise as a whole is just stalled right to the ground. Yeah. And there's so much there that could be so good. And I just think with the, you know, if you want to make the big daddy, the Terminator kind of thing of this yeah. like dominant force that you're very scared of and you got to be quiet, but there's still a story of life around it. Yeah. I think that'd be probably a good, you know, transition or a parallel. I love that. Yeah. I, I, speaking of Terminator, I was going to say that I think someone who realistically a director that could take on a video game franchise mm. would be James Cameron. Yeah. I think James Cameron sense. just, he's so technologically sound and he would take it. So he would take 20 years to make it. And his, a lot of his movie development uh, timelines have been 10, 15 years mm -hmm. or something like that, which it, in triple in a gaming now that's kind of how long a game takes so he'd that's have true. the patience for it uh james cameron uh, you know in, in terms of what i'd i'd like to see him him do i might have to come back to that one uh uh but uh from a a game development standpoint you know the name that's always thrown around is like hideo kojima yeah as as someone who sense. could probably direct a movie and i almost don't want to say that one because he almost already has with metal gear i bet you tim schaefer oh, uh of yeah. uh, psychonauts and monkey island that's a good one because the way that he tells a story as well is often very, very funny. Um, I, I think I think you could almost get like a Judd Apatow movie that that uh, Tim Schafer could could assign himself to and, and have some success with it. I think some absurdist Wes Anderson type thing he could really do. Oh, well. that's great. Uh, just something with a re really unique look to it. And yeah. then the dialogue's, you know, really snappy and stuff like that. I think the other one I was thinking about would be and I was thinking of two directors. I think if you give Jordan Peele a video game, I think it'd be really oh, interesting. Oh man, that would Alan Wake. Give Jordan Peele an Alan Wake 100%. game. 100%. Yeah. I just think he's just got such a good perspective on things. And it's not that he's just one note. The way that they created new cameras and stuff for yep. Nope 
it's like he's clearly got an eye for technology. And it's like, no, I got, I got this idea. We really got to yeah. just stick to this, good or bad. And then the other one is, I just think Ryan Coogler's a very good director. I was, he, he was going to be my next yeah. one. And you know what I was thinking? Mm. Fight night. Give him a fight night oh, or something like that. Because I'm, I'm thinking Creed, even though you know Creed isn't necessarily his best movie, but it just seems like he's really good at dealing with that kind of grit. And that. And he did such a good job with Creed yeah. where I'm like, give me a good storyline in a fight night game. Yeah. Oof. I would eat oh, that all good. up. Yeah. I like that. No, yeah, there you go. That's there a great go. question. That's a, that's a great one. I love Wallace. that. Wallace. Uh, a similar question from Alice A. Not sure sorry. where Alice Sorry, from. Alice. Wallace already asked. <laughs> uh, sorry, you can't come nope, back, that's Alice. It. Sorry, Alice. Go away. Uh, but a similar question. Okay. What is the, in your mind, the best movie that hasn't been made into a video game and the best video game that could be made into a movie? Oh, okay. I mean, I guess we kind of touched on that a little bit. A little bit. Um, specific to the franchises. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've already talked about uh, Bioshock yeah, as Bioshock. a as a as a, uh, a game that should absolutely, you know, surprising it hasn't already been turned into a movie. But absolutely, yeah. I think that that one's the, the biggest layup because although it is coming to Netflix, isn't it? I, I thought yeah, like as a series. Or I, like that. I've heard a lot. Like I feel like that getting mentioned every yeah. once in a while yeah. and whatever. And you know, Metal Gear Solid in the same one. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll believe it when I What's see it. What's happening with those? I feel ones, it's though, like yeah. a uh, what was it. Uh, 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 Elon Musk and uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to fight. I'm like, I'll believe it when they're standing in a ring together. Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I think that one, I'm trying to think of like a really good movie that I would want to see be made. And I think it's more in the, the air of like uh, the Warriors. I don't oh, want to just sure. take something yeah. like you're like, oh yeah, well, of course. That's uh, true. Something that, that would allow for enough integrity, like, mm -hmm. like, like, or, 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 um, uh, enough leeway, like it would give enough rope to really play around with. Like the Warriors was a cult classic, so you could kind of take the universe that was implied and make enough changes without upsetting too many people. Yeah, like you can only expand on it. Yeah. Whereas something that has too strict a a uh, a demand for what it has to be might find itself handcuffed a little bit in terms of how different it might be able to stray from some of the source material. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, because it has to have some level of violence, just, you know, inherently in video games, there is violence. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're going to make it on a big scale, it has to have some kind of inter interactivity and usually that results in physical violence or guns or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could always create like a fun indie game that's like, it's Pulp Fiction. You're sure. Like, oh, interesting. Sure. You know, that's cool. But I think if you did something more like, I, I think it'd be really cool. You, you mentioned James Cameron earlier. Yep. If you did Titanic, the video game, and I mean oh my it, God. that you are a person that is on the Titanic and can explore room to room and like have this whole story of like adventure and finding things as the ship might go down. And then you got to be, it's more like a adventure and escape and stuff like yep. that. And then while doing that, you could do the modern version while you're in a submarine, hopefully not with a remote control <laughs> and uh, a Mad Cat's controller. Yeah. Mad Cat's controller is you get crushed to death seemingly <laughs> uh, in the most beautiful example of hubris in yes. the world. But that is the modern story of Icarus. Like, really? What else can be like? <laughs> and then they're like, how do you die? I'm like, oh, so it just gets crushed into a can. And you're like, oh, fun. Um, but then you could do the modern day thing where you're like walking around the old uh you were submarine, excuse me, around the 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 wreckage. Yeah, which I think would be kind of beautiful in a video game, and the most and the closest most of us could, most of us could get to it. That's that's a great idea, and I think there's almost another step. Now we're getting into our uh, your game is great uh, territory. Oh yeah, we're yeah, considering it, but but the idea of a Titanic game where you could play not only is the same person every time, but maybe you choose your status. Like, are oh. you are you a, uh, a cook? Are you yeah. Yeah, do you work a passenger? Yeah. Are you the captain? Mm -hmm. Are you a guard? And and <laughs> try to find your way off of it. Like just the number of branches storylines you could get there i think that'd be really that'd neat. be so fun if you're the captain and then <laughs> you just avoid yeah and then you land safely and you're like you just changed history 
that'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you get there and it's like <laughs> a British flag on the Statue of Liberty. You're like, what have I done? <laughs> oh, the world. Did you ever hear the story that James Cameron uh, and Bill Paxton found out about 9-11 after? Did you ever hear the story? No. Okay. So they went into a submarine and went to the wreckage of the Titanic, you know, for lunch, literally. Yeah. And because that's his life. And so he's just taking around doing this in 2001. And they come back up and have to explain to James Cameron and Bill Paxton that 9-11 just happened. And there's video footage of it happening. And like Bill Paxton's turning around going like, and then another plane hit the tower. And James is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it is one of the strangest internet videos I've ever seen in my life. That's like the, there There was like a, a philosophy concept where it's like, if you, if you are on a spaceship and it's just you in a capsule and you leave earth and earth just gets disintegrated do okay. books still exist or something or like like the concept of things being absent to you while you're away oh. from something and being completely unaware it's like almost like a schrodinger's cat kind yeah. of situation where it simultaneously has and has not happened that's just such a you go down into a, a, a sub and come back and the world has changed would be such a i'd be like did we enter a different universe totally oh it's or the the what is the the ship we change it part by part and you're like oh so you yeah, leave yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. i know the books you're like yeah but do you like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the concept yeah. exists yeah. but they don't like, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah oh that's very interesting um okay so let's go uh uh we don't want to go too much longer so we may have to push some of these to another episode uh but i've got one i these think good yeah some of these have been yeah, really some good. of these have been good so, yeah ryan I've got one that I wanted to make sure that we get to. Okay. And unfortunately, there's no name on it, just an email address, which I'm obviously not going to give away. Uh, uh, and then if we have time, maybe we'll do one more. But this is one that I definitely wanted to make okay. sure we we do because it's a good retrospective of the podcast in general. Sure. Uh, thanks for doing the job, they say. Uh, thanks for doing the job of ruining your own childhood so that I don't have to. Uh, over the years, has there been a biggest letdown for a game you expected <sighs> to love but truly didn't? Um, anonymous sender, there have been many. There has been a lot. It's actually picking the right one is the harder challenge. So obviously being put on the spot, maybe you can't think of some of the specifics, but I I, I, I read this one beforehand and I went through and got some examples. Okay. So, so let's talk if there's any off the top of your sure. head and then I'll find some of the biggest discrepancies and we can get into it afterwards. Uh, um, Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. I thought you liked Echo a little I bit. I did, and I still do, but I think that was like a one where I had to fight for it, and I yes. felt bad. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. I remember I remember uh, Parappa the Rappa being one of those yes. that that I was like, we were talking about before we we uh, recorded it, and I think we did it pretty early on in our run. I think it was episode like 18 or something mm -hmm. like that, and we're like, there's no way this is going to be bad. Yeah. This game has to be good. So I simple. know it's going to be good. Yeah. It's straightforward. We love the music, and that game just flat out didn't work no it just didn't work I, and and i to this day i wonder if it was because we got it in the playstation store as like the remake and i'm like maybe the remake just doesn't work properly like maybe the timing was off yeah. but it felt yeah. like when when a sequence would work or when it didn't was up to the game yeah. and had yeah. nothing to do with when we actually <laughs> inputs input buttons in it yeah um uh super ghoulies and ghosties too Oh, it okay, was, yeah, yeah. I really liked that game yeah. when I, when I was a kid. In and I I'm a better gamer now than I, when I was a kid sure. for sure. But yet it was so aggressively hard yeah. that it was really hard to appreciate all the other things because it has this great art style and I love all these little qualities of like getting down to your underwear from a knight's yep. armor and like all these little touches. But it was so hard. 
that it was hard to appreciate all the other stuff. And and hard for the wrong reasons. There are some games, Ninja Gaiden being one that we sure. went back to play that was, was so surprisingly fun yeah. in spite of its mm-hmm. difficulty because it gave you the controls that you would hope for in a game like that. Yeah. And when you lost, it really felt like your fault. Super Ghoulies and Ghosties, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. was difficult in the sense that it really limited your movement especially when it came to jumping in different directions. And I just found that obnoxious and frustrating, like limiting in a in a in an unnecessary way to make the game not only more difficult, but also less fun as a result. So that one I definitely agree with. It didn't feel out of place when we were first playing it as kids, no. but it felt much harder to get into as as adults. Yeah, like it didn't allow you to get into it. Yeah, exactly. You know, which, exactly. You know, it really hurts. It was more abrasive. Uh, so here's some of the yeah, examples. What did you have? Uh, so Prop of the Rappa was yep. on there. Uh, we gave that one a six in the retro score, a one in the current score. Oh. This is these are combined scores. Oh. And keep in mind if you're if you're relatively new to the podcast, we would give the games rankings out of four bits for the past and four bits for the the current score. Right. Uh, each of us, so for a total of eight possible for each of them. Okay. Uh, Star Fox sixty four. Oh yeah. The retro was a six total because of course it was phenomenal yeah, but was it current score was a two. Oh, yeah Jesus, that's and bad, i remember eh? i remember that i remember it not feeling like i expected it to i remember it feeling a little bit more restricted and a little yeah. bit slower and a little bit less exciting uh wcw versus nwo revenge do you remember going back and playing this one i actually now, don't i have no memory of this we we this this one i'll say before i give the score uh-huh. uh we oh this, i do remember this, this one deserves a revisit for a couple reasons because later on in our podcast, we went back to play No Mercy, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal fucking game. So good. So good. So good. And we got used to the controls, yes. which are similar to the WCW versus yeah. NWO controls, awesome. but that took some doing. When we did it, the game was fun and enjoyable. When we were playing WCW versus NWO Revenge, we had like four or five people in yes. studio. Yes. It was I think th- they were all drinking. We were trying to do our jobs. It was chaos. It was chaos. It was chaos. It, we, we're trying to narrate and people are just yelling. It was It was <laughs> probably one of the most unlistenable episodes we have in our in our whole catalog. Maybe that deserves a replay then. It, I think it might. I yeah. think we may have to do that one game. at some I point. That game. It, it was a great game, but in this episode, we gave it a 6.5 in the retro score, Woo. a 2 in the current uh. score, which is just undeserved. Uh, Final Fight was one that surprised me. Six and a half in the in the retro score, two and a half in the current score. Yeah. Another one where it's just that side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. I think we really struggled, especially early on in the podcast, getting used to the pacing of okay. some of these older games, yeah. and this one was a lot slower than we remember it. That makes sense. But shout-out to Hagger for just being, oh, just being a big beefcake. Hagger. Yeah. Mayor Hagger. Um, Midnight Rescue. Do you remember doing this one? Oh, yes. The kids game. The kids game. Yes. Where uh, uh, it was like a learning game. We were convinced there was no way it was going to be bad. I remember yes. talking about it. We're like, we know what this game is. It's just going to be finding robots, piecing together mysteries, solving problems. Yeah. We gave it a seven in the retro score. Oh. <laughs> Deservedly so. It was a great game great as game. a kid. Two in the current score. Oh, that's a big drop. Which was a, a massive drop. And then one of the biggest drops we've had as well, uh, maybe the biggest one on this list, actually, Ski Free. Oh, yeah. A six and a half in the retro score, a one in the current score. Ski Free being one of those like bundled in games on uh, Windows. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, with like Solitaire and Hearts and Chips Challenge and the like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a game that was just unplayable beyond two or three rounds in its in its um, modern day. Oh, yeah. It was awful. We couldn't figure out how does the Abominable Snowman not get you? And we were just figuring it out. You know, I remember also a kind of a, a bigger fight about uh, Perfect Dark. 
Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, going yeah, yeah. like, I love it. And I, I think I still do love it, but like that was one of my favorite games growing up. And then we were kind of playing and left a little cold. Yeah. P- Perfect Dark was tough as well because it was, I think the, back when we played it, when it first came out, we were used to those golden eye style controls. Mm-hmm. Now we are not used to the golden eye controls. However, going back and playing GoldenEye, we at least have the nostalgia of playing GoldenEye. Going back and playing Perfect Dark, I don't think from a sentimental standpoint, it has the same appeal to it. So I didn't feel like I was getting enough back compared to when I'd go back and play GoldenEye. I could just enjoy the sounds and the and the music and the yeah. the graphics and I'd be brought right back to my childhood. By the way, uh, coming up soon on this podcast, we're doing an interview, which we can finally say, with the author of the uh, 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 Boss Fight Games book, GoldenEye, which is basically a complete retrospective on the development of the game. That's coming out uh, uh, soon. Soon. And uh, and we're super pumped for that one. Yeah. So so uh, keep an eye out. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Absolutely. But yeah, though, no, I think I think those are the ones that were the biggest drops. Yeah. yeah. Know, give us some thought. If I think anything else, I'll probably put it on Twitter. But yeah, definitely. Well, or that's threads a, or threads. Uh, uh, speaking of billionaires fighting over. <laughs> Why do I have to download another fucking app? I was it. honestly so excited for the fact that Twitter was dying because yeah. I'm like, there's one less social media thing I, I have to pay attention to. And now they're like, but threads. And I'm like, but fuck you. I don't want to start again. Sounds no, like thanks. a nightmare, too. Like they're tied to your Instagram account and then you can't separate them. And like, well, that's oh. everything meta does in, in the Oculus that I have. Oh, yeah. Or the, the, the uh, not the Oculus. What do they call it now? Jesus Christ. The meta quest, oh, okay. as they call it. Now you cannot play with it unless you're logged into your Facebook account, Ugh. which is so shitty. Uh, it was God. not always the case. I know. I loved that day, you know, whatever, whenever, depending on the, when this episode comes out, but the day that threads came out and everyone downloaded it. And everyone's like, you know what? It's pretty good. I'm like, do we all forget that we don't like Facebook? Yeah. Like, like not even as a company, but just the use of it is yeah. kind of shitty. 100%. And so you're like, yeah, that's the same company. Though. Yeah, I don't want to start getting more invested into social media, especially a format that I just feel like I don't like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to re-up on that. No, I didn't download it because somebody showed, me, like I saw a screenshot of it and it just seems like a meme account thing. Uh, and you can't not follow people. Like, you, you know, or you, you follow people, not follow people, but like you can't just, only see the people you follow. Oh, really? They still insinuate like Jake Paul or like fuck oh, Jerry to, or something. You like get that. to follow Jake Paul and fuck Jerry. Yeah. Well, you. I Hang do. On a sec. Vamp for a bit. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. You can download quick. threads. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got to see what new uh, uh, Bitcoin offerings Jake Paul has. Yeah. Do you remember spaghetti and to, like posts like that? And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, no, for real. Who did this? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. Who uh, do you think has a bigger penis? And you're like, oh man. Oh, that's good. And then I was like, oh yeah, wait, I gotta <laughs> participate in this poll. <laughs> hey, the poll is <laughs> that's well done. Yeah. Well, look, Andrew, I don't want to take. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to go too far into this one because uh, we're we're at about an hour. That's that's okay. a good amount of time, and we've got a ton more questions left. But that means that we'll be doing more episodes like this. Yes. So send your questions in if you didn't hear us answer yours. If you did hear us answer yours, thanks. Reach out to us. Okay. Give us a little thumbs up. Yeah. Reach out to us again on uh, if you have any more questions. Who knows? But uh, love yeah. doing this. And I, I promise you, put more in. We There's a ton there on Mikey's screen that we didn't go through, and we're going go to get to them soon. So I promise next time we do this, we'll, we'll go through them faster. So yeah, we'll get more done. We, we definitely had to take some time to talk about Andrew's experiences Japan. in Japan and my experiences with Dave the Diver in the midst of literally everyone talking about Tears of the Kingdom. I had to take some time yeah. to talk about. Yeah. No, you made that clear. But like all when you were in Japan, mm-hmm. yeah. when you went up to someone and you were like, Hi, I'd like to eat at your restaurant. Yeah. Were they just like, have you played Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> yeah, they were like, they're like, 
they were playing Tears of the Kingdom. I had to look up and go, oh, what? And I'm like, uh, restaurant, seat. Can I get seat, a seat? Can please? I get one? And they're just they're pointing like, at lobsters and they're like bashing it with hammers. Yeah, you're like, this what the fuck? place is so weird. Guys, is this Dave the Diver's restaurant? What is this? <laughs> when you cook, when you when you order meals in uh, in in those restaurants yeah. in Japan, yeah. do you do they go into the kitchen and then as the door opens up, you just hear? <laughs> it's just the sound from Tears of the Kingdom of them cooking. Yeah, the guy's opening a book and looking at his inventory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, carrying bundles of like <laughs> mighty bananas and, and apples and some mushrooms, and just throwing it into a pot. Just all putting it, and then comes out a perfect plate with you know. Yeah, I, I'm served a mystery, whatever that shit is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Love doing this. Love answering the questions. I love uh, involving some of the listeners into uh, into to gauging what goes on on uh, on the podcast. So Absolutely. send in more, and we'll definitely get to this later. Yeah, I can't wait. But until then, we love every single one of you, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name's Andrew Parlay Bascom. Hey. Hey. And with me as always is the Bad Boy Podcasting Late Night. Uh, Mike Yarenworth, uh, you say your name usually, right? Well, yeah, yeah. You also say Mr. Bebop himself. Oh, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey Aaronworth. Also known as Late Night. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. I'm rusty. It's been a couple weeks because I was in Japan. I don't know if I told you I was in Japan. Yeah, and I missed the shit out of you. Uh-uh. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. I'm old like you, dweebs. <laughs>